I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment when I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem because I understand that He's holding my hand and every step is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight, so I'll be all right. I believe and I trust in Hashem. In the days of the Rebbe Rashab, which is over a hundred years ago, there was a lady who was an Aguna. An Aguna means a lady who got stuck. Not, didn't get stuck on a piece of chewing gum. She got stuck, which means that her husband disappeared. If, uh, in the olden days, that was a possible thing. In the olden days, traveling in forests or on the roads were not so safe. They didn't have that many police. So sometimes people would go on trips and they wouldn't come back home. And the family would be worried, where is he? And if he doesn't come back home, then the, the family is left without a father and the mommy is left without a husband. Now, if someone tell, comes, two witnesses come, and they say that they know what happened to him, that something happened and he's, he's not living anymore, then she could get married. But no one came to her to say anything. So she went to the family of her husband and asked them, do you know where Maisha is? Do you know where Maisha is? And nobody knew where is Maisha. <clears throat> so she remained an Aguna, a woman who was stuck, who could not get married. And the children need someone in the house, besides their mommy, to take care of things, to be the tati of the house. After a few years of searching all around Russia, she finally gave up hope. But then, a good friend of her family said to her, I know what you should do. Why don't you go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe? He will surely be able to help you. Who is that? The Lubavitcher Rebbe lives in Rostov. That's a city in Russia. You, the whole time since the Mitle Rebbe, all the Rebbes lived in Lubavitch. That's why they're called Lubavitch Rebbes. The Mitle Rebbe, Tzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe Marash, the Rebbe Rashab lived there also for most of his years. But the last few years, the Rebbe Rashab moved to Rostov and that was because of the wars that were going on then. They had to move to Rostov, which is about 700 miles away from Lubavitch. So they told her, why don't you go to Rostov and ask the Lubavitch Rebbe for advice? 
he will surely be able to help you. <clears throat> she made a long, long trip and came to Rastav. But when she got there, she was so terribly disappointed when the Gabai, the one in charge, said to her, Sorry, you cannot speak to the Rebbe Rashab. Why not? He's not accepting women as visitors now. But what you could do, you can write a letter, and I will bring it to him. I'm his Gabai. I'll bring it to the Rebbe. He'll read the letter. And then, if he wants to answer you, he'll tell me what to tell you. So she had no other choice and sat down to write the letter without getting to see the Rebbe Rasham. She wrote a long letter of everything that happened to her the past couple of years and that she wants advice from the Rebbe what to do. How can she be helped? It didn't take long and the Gabai had an answer from the Rebbe. He said to her, the Rebbe said that you should travel to the capital city of Poland. That's Warsaw, Warsaw in English. <clears throat> Go to Warsaw in Poland and there you will be helped. When she heard that, she was so upset because Warsaw is so far away it's almost 1,100 miles away from there. Besides, she doesn't even have money to buy a train ticket. They didn't have planes or cars, but they had trains. Well, when the Chassidim heard about it, they collected the money and gave it to her. and says, here is money for you to travel and also to stay in Varsha while you're looking for your husband. She made a long, long trip and finally came to the other country, to Poland, and when the train announced, Varsha, she got off the train and the train left. Now she's standing on the train station. She was very happy she did what the Rebbe said but what now? Where do I go now? Where do I go? Where do I look for my husband? The rabbit did not tell me where to go. He just said, Varsha, Poland. But he didn't give me an address. How am I going to find my husband? And she stood there, all confused and worried. Suddenly, a yid walked over to her. She looked up, was a tall man, the red beard, dressed up so fine and nice, with a beautiful looking and kind looking face. He said to her, you look like you need some help. Is there any way I can help you? And she said, yeah, my husband is missing for a few years already. And finally, the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, told me to come here to, to Varsha. I'm here, but I don't know where to go. What's your husband's name? 
Moshe. Aha. Okay, I'll tell you where to find him. You see, in Varsha, in the city, there is a flour mill. That's a factory that turns wheat kernels into flour for baking. Go to that flour mill, and there you shall find your husband. But I don't know where the flour mill is. I will show you. And he gave her directions, and she thanked him very much, and she went to find her husband. When she came to the flour mill, she comes in. <clears throat> the first thing is an office. And the owner said to her, Yes, can I help you, please? Yeah, I'm looking for someone. And she gave the name. Said, do you have someone like this working? Yes. Can you call him out? Okay. And about a minute or two later, her husband comes into the office. As soon as she saw him, she got so... Nervous, excited, happy, sad, began to cry. And then she started to get angry. She was angry at him. Why did he go away for so long? But then she did a very smart thing. A very smart thing that a person does when they're angry. Sometimes when a person is angry, they don't do the smart thing. But she did a smart thing. You know, some people, when they get angry, they run away, they slam the door, they walk away, put their head down, and they don't want to talk to anyone. So angry. And then all the anger stays in their stomach and in the heart. And it doesn't get better. There's a smart thing to do when you're angry. And we found this out from Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo HaMelech said... If there's something that's bothering you, talk it out. Talk about it. And she was so smart, she sat down with her husband, said, let's talk about it. I'll tell you how I feel and what I went through these years that you were missing. And he spoke to her and explained why he left, why he was missing. And they spoke for a very, very long time until they both felt, felt better. Because when you talk out the anger, gently, softly, without screaming, then it goes away and you feel better. And that's what they both did. And then she said, okay, so can you come now with me, come back home? The Kindalach are waiting for you says, I will gladly come home now. But there's only one problem. We're now not in Russia. To get back home, we have to go to Russia. I'm not sure Russia is going to let me in. Because I escaped. I'm not sure they're going to let me in. But tell me, how did you find out that I'm here? He asked his wife. Who told you that I'm here in Varsha? <laughs> Who told me? The Lubavitcher Rebbe in Rostov. He told me to come here. How does the Rebbe know? 
He must have Ruach HaKadosh. He must be such a great tzaddik that he knew that I'm here. That's almost 1,100 miles away and he knew what's happening here. I didn't know there's such a tzaddik in the world today. Well, if that's the case, then I feel very safe to travel home with you. And they both traveled home. They took the train to go home and live a happy life together. But when they got home, she said, I want to go and say thank you to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He did me such a favor by helping me find you. And now we're together. I want to go to the Rostov and give him thanks. So she traveled again to Rostov. And she said to the Gabbai, just let me into the Rebbe's room for a few seconds. All I want to do is just say thank you and I'm going to walk out. Sorry. Sorry, you cannot see the Rebbe. But, but, <clears throat> I never got to see him in my life. I want to see the face of a holy tzaddik. Sorry. But the chassidim gave her a good idea. He said, you want to see the Rebbe? Why don't you stand next to his door? And when he walks out, you'll get to see him. And maybe you can even say thank you. She liked the idea. And she went to stand near the Rebbe Rashab's door. She knew exactly what time to stand there because they told her. And she heard footsteps from the room coming to the door. That must be the Rebbe coming out. Then she heard the door handle turn. And there the Rebbe Rashab comes out. And she takes one look at his holy face and she suddenly gave a shriek, a scream and began to cry and fainted. And the Rebbe Rashab right away called the people to help her and he left. They woke her up and they said, what happened? So what happened? The, the Rebbe, the Rebbe is the one who saw me on the train station. He's the one who helped me when I came in the train station and I didn't know where to go. He's the man with the red beard. The Rebbe Rashab had a red beard. That was him. Nah, it can't be. It was, it was someone else who looked like him. No, I promise you it was him. I, I, I spent a few minutes with him on the station. I got to see his face. It's exactly him. It's not I'm coming from, from a, a month ago. It was just a few days ago. I'm telling you, it's the Rebbe. It can't be. The Rebbe was not in, in Varsha. The Rebbe was here all the time. Let's ask the Gabbai. And they asked the Gabbai, did the Rebbe go to Varsha a couple of days ago? No. What makes you think so? The lady says that she saw the Rebbe in Varsha, a couple of days ago, one o'clock in the afternoon. One o'clock in the afternoon? Nah, the Rebbe's always here. One second. One second, the Gabe said. Which day is she talking about? And she told him exactly the day. The Gabe looked at her and said, 
That day, at around one o'clock, you saw the Rebbe on the train station, 1,100 miles away from here? Yeah! The Gabe said, where's the chair? I want to sit down. I, I'm getting very, very excited about this. Because what she says now is solving a mystery. A very big mystery. What do you mean? He says, let me tell you what happened on that day. Let me tell you what happened on that day that she says she saw the Rebbe. Something so mysterious happened. And now she solved the mystery. Everybody is standing around trying to hear what was the mystery and how did she solve the mystery? And the Gabi says like this, you know that every day I go to the Rebbe's room at one o'clock as a Gabi and I bring lunch for the Rebbe. Exactly one o'clock, I knock on the door, the Rebbe opens the door, I bring the lunch in, I put it down, and I walk out. And this has gone on for a long, long time like that. Every time the Rebbe opens the door at one. <clears throat> but on that particular day, when she says she saw the Rebbe on the train station, something mysterious happened. I knocked on the Rebbe's door, and the Rebbe did not answer the door. I was surprised, but I thought, I'll wait a few minutes. I waited a few minutes, and I knocked again. Still, the Rebbe didn't answer the door. I look at the watch. It's around 1 o'clock already. I'm not too early. What's happening? So the family of the Rebbe got a little concerned. Is the Rebbe feeling all right? So a chassid went from behind the house, climbed up to the window from which you can look into the Rebbe's room to see if the Rebbe's all right. Climbs up on the window, holding on to the window tight, and he sees that the Rebbe Rashab is standing right in front of the window, right in front of his face. And the Rebbe Rashab was <clears throat> leaning on the windowsill and staring out of the window to the far distance. And the Rebbe Rashab was standing there motionless, not moving. And you saw his eyes. It looked like he was somewhere, somewhere else. He wasn't uh, paying attention to the chassid who was right in front of him or anything. And like for 10, 15 minutes, it was like that. And then the Rebbe Rashab opened up the door and I brought in the lunch. That was such a mystery to me. What was the Rebbe doing by the window on that day around 1 o'clock for 10, 15 minutes? Now I know what the Rebbe was doing. The Rebbe was also on the train station in Varsha. How can a Rebbe go there without a train, without a horse and wagon, <clears throat> and how can he go so far and be in two places in the same time? Because he is a Rebbe. A Rebbe can do anything. Rebbe gets special kayak from Hashem. Because he's such a tzaddik, 
is able to be all over. And why am I telling you this story? Because now that we're coming to Yudshvat, and we can't see the Rebbe with our eyes right now, we see pictures, but you should know <coughs> that first of all, the Rebbe said to someone, when you look at a picture of a Rebbe, you think about him, he's going to think about you too and give you a bracha. Second of all, people say, where is the Rebbe now? I don't see him. The Rebbe, it could be everywhere. You could go to the IL, you could go to 770, you could go to Yeshiva, you could go to your bedroom, wherever you are, picture the Rebbe in your mind and you can ask for any bracha you need. So now that it's close to your Shvat, we know what kind of bracha we're going to ask. <coughs> we're going to ask for Mashiach now. A guten Shabbos, Kindelach. A guten Shabbos.